You are listening to Cape Shit, a podcast taking a chronological and often spoiler-heavy look into the Marvel Cinematic Universe films, one film at a time. Okay, let's get this show on the road, gang. Welcome to Cape Shit episode. I don't know what number this is. Uh, 13. 13. Lucky number 13. <clears throat> Great movie for 13. I don't know. Uh, maybe my opinions about this will become clear very uh, soon. But uh, today we're going to be talking about Captain America Civil War, which is not a good movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I did that again. So, uh, <laughs> This is the uh, podcast series in which we are reviewing all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films in order. And uh, I am Daniel. Uh, I am joined by my regular co-host, Lee. Lee, say hello. This is awesome. I'm shaking your hand too long. I'm good. How's how's it going? Uh, Doing doing great. Uh, Also, Greg. Say hi, Greg. Hello, everybody. Daniel, I'd like you to have my nudes. Uh... DM me. It's fine. Ah. Sig- Unfortunately, Signal has been uh, broken lately. Or not, or, so, you know, who knows? Who knows? Who knows how that goes? But uh, also, uh, Redbeard. Beard. Say hello. Carrie. Hey, everybody. All right. All right. That's, that's, uh, you've heard all our voices. So uh, <laughs> this is the uh, 13th of uh, 20-something uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe films. Uh, this was released uh, in the United States on May 6th, uh, 2016. Uh, and which one is this one? This is the one with the uh, uh, the airport fight which is all anybody ever seems to care about about this movie. And uh, Spider-Man comes in and uh, does some shit. And uh, there's a queer romance something between Captain America and Bucky, which goes nowhere. Um, so that's, 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 that's the one that this one is. Um, the weekend that this was released, uh, it was number one in the box office. So all these films have always wow. been. Uh, the Jungle Book was number two. Mother's Day was number three. Uh, the Huntsman, Winter's War. That's a oh. uh, you know that's a uh, you know Keanu was number five. Oh, that's, uh, that's great. Zootopia uh, was number six. It uh, made three million dollars that weekend. Uh, it had been out for 
10 weeks and was still number six. Uh, down the uh, Batman v Superman, Donald Justice uh, made about a million bucks. It was uh, in its seventh week of release. My God, my big fat Greek wedding two, which <laughs> I didn't even know existed, apparently made $645,000. Anyway, um, not, 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 not a whole lot going on in the, uh, in the cinematic uh, world around that time. So, that places us within uh, the time frame of when this movie was released. And uh, as always, we're going to start uh, and kind of talk about uh, general thoughts about the film and when we first saw the movie. And so uh, I'm going to start with you, Greg. I think I saw it around the time it was released, not in a theater. I believe I actually downloaded a cam copy of this and it was probably really, really shitty, but uh, good enough to see what was going on. And eventually I probably got a better version of it when the dvd or blu-ray whatever it was came out general thoughts this one's up there for me it's one of my favorites i debate whether it's in my top three i think it's kind of i think it should have been called avengers 3 it it very much is avengers 2.5 like yeah it's not like i mean other than they just leave out the hulk and thor it's basically which you know they're off doing their thing in ragnarok or whatever i mean basically yeah, it basically continues the story. I don't know, like it, it my my top three, it's it's possibly in there. I kind of debate on it, but uh, you know, it's kind of like the first of the I think is the Russo brothers did the trilogy of this and the next two Avengers movie, and I really much feel like this is kind of part one, especially now that you see them all. It's really part one in kind of a three part act, or it's also kind of I guess a little bit of the continuation, uh, final part of the Captain America Avengers two Civil War because that's kind of its own arc as well. If you look at it that way. No, uh, I I don't, I don't disagree except that I think that this is very bad. Um, So uh, Carrie, we will come back to that. I, sorry, I'm not trying to be a dick about that, but I am trying to be a bit of a dick about that. Uh, Carrie, uh, when did you first see this? And uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, Saw it in the theater a couple weeks after it came out. Like I pretty much always do with movies I go and see. Um, I like it. It's not my favorite. It's probably like middle ground for me kind of thing. Like I've read the comics and stuff and I know how ridiculously not like the comics it is. And that kind of affects it for me in a little, a little bit of a way, I guess you could say. And there's also a few little plot weirdness things that happened in the movie. Like if this did, if this one weird thing didn't happen, then this whole chain of events wouldn't happen. But this one thing, might not have happened. Like it didn't have it, it. Just yeah. And then some weird continuity errors too, where like just like from one camera shot to the next camera shot, things are just different, and like things move too far or too fast, and some other weird kind of little like I, like nit, I can nit, I can nitpick this movie probably a lot more than other ones. I guess I'm almost saying that affects it in my head. Yeah, there we go. Sure, yeah. Lee, uh, when did you see this? General thoughts? Uh, I'm pretty sure I watched a uh, a uh, rip on a pirate site the first time for this. Um, and I've seen it a couple times on... I've actually rewatched this a couple times on Netflix and, and the like. But um, I think it, it definitely 
takes a drastic turn from Winter Soldier, like we already said, Avengers 2.5, very much so. Like, it's it's not really Captain America's movie, even though it's a Captain America movie. Um, it's much more Jason Bourne than it is Three Days of the Condor, like the Winter Soldier was. So it it's less um, 70s style espionage and more... Uh, you know, uh, spies coming in out of the cold kind of idea and uh, a lot of fancy like Jason Bourne type action stuff. And I think for me, that's probably the stuff I like the most about this is actually the action stuff. I think it's really good. And I think uh, one of the strengths of this film um, is that even though it's the longest Marvel movie to date at this point in the series, um, it did not feel like two and a half hours to me. Uh, I, I felt like it did go by very fast, and also I I think that's also a bit of a, a the point of the bad stuff about it. You can kind of miss because you're watching the action scenes a little too much. I think this movie pays a lot of lip service to ideas it had no intention of actually interrogating all that much. So um, well, we'll get into that, but. Um, yeah, overall, I do kind of like it, but it, it's not, I don't think it's one of the, you know, it might be top 10, but I, I kind of doubt it. I kind of feel like it's, it's not going it, to enter, enter my top 10 when we finally get to the, the end of this, uh, this podcast thread and rank them all and shit, but yeah. Sure. Um, I don't, uh, apparently I'm in the minority here, which, uh, you know, I'm used to, it's fine. Uh, this is, uh, <laughs> this is very near the bottom of the barrel for me. Okay. Uh, uh, the, uh, the, the airport fight scene is, uh, is pretty good. Uh, it seems like the whole movie is kind of built around that. Like, I like the fact that it's, it's exploring some ideas. It's, it's kind of bringing in some stuff about like, uh, you know, like, uh, vigilantism and kind of the, you know, should this be brought into government, uh, control or what is the role of superheroes? And it does absolutely nothing with it. Um, it rewrites the Tony Stark character. It gives him like it, like it. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. gives it his all and does the thing of actually no, we should be under the control. I've seen the Ultron thing. I need to be. We need to be under the control of government. And um, but it never justifies that in the slightest for me. Like I don't believe it. It's completely unmotivated. Um, I kind of put this one alongside Iron, Iron Man Two as uh, that was a movie that had it was setting up a lot of stuff that was going to be significant down the line. Mm -hmm. And this is very much like Spider-Man. We got the rights of Spider-Man. So we need to introduce Spider-Man suddenly. And we need to uh, introduce the Segovia Accords and uh, bring that in. And Black Panther is here. And uh, we've got all these things we're juggling. And um, there's a story. But ultimately... I watch this and I'm just kind of like, I'm, I'm, I'm bored. Like I'm little, like I, like it doesn't do anything for me. Um, I do like uh, Daniel Brule uh, from Inglorious Bastards as the, as the kind of main villain. I do like that mm -hmm. character and I do like the, you know, like that kind of aspect. I think there are things to like here. I think the action sequences are pretty good. Um, I don't buy. I like. I've never bought the uh, the Winter Soldier no, as like such the big badass who can like literally outfight all the Avengers combined. Like that never made any sense to me. That's um, iconic accurate. Winter Soldier is a badass character. I, I 
I gotta jump jump in and just say like I love Winter Soldier. God damn you, go ahead. Uh, sure, yeah, <laughs> but but like I, I'm as someone who hasn't read the comics, uh, somebody just kind of like Bucky, like uh, you know the actor is good. Like I, I get I get why people like him, um, but I never bought like he he was never sold to me as you know he's the second tier version of like Captain America who is clearly the weakest Avenger. So like you know. Who the fuck cares? You're the weakest Avenger. I don't know about that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. the top. I mean, uh, if if anything, Captain America gets the fucking strut of stuff in this film. Like he like no, no, he does. Thing. He does get the strut of stuff. But like in terms of like, he's essentially just like enhanced muscles and regeneration factor and all that sort of thing. But like, yeah. you put him next to, you know, Iron Man. Who has like uh, mm, billions of dollars and you if know? Iron Man wasn't able to scan his fucking fighting style and have countermeasures ready. He would have got his ass handed to him. And he still got his ass handed to him. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but I mean, that that's 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 kind of you know that's kind of nerdy splitting hairs and stuff. Like, um, just going on the Winter Soldier thing. I'm I'm with you there, Daniel. I I think the way he's presented in the movies is really weird because. A lot of the story points, especially in this film, really sort of are pivoted around him. Like, he's a catalyst for a lot of the different stuff that sort of happens to characters and their motivations in this film. But he is so kind of just boring and forgotten and left on the wayside. Well, it does seem like every movie he's in, like in the Winter Soldier, he's kind of, you know, he's pretty powerful in that one. He's, he's a villain. In this one, he's a lot to me seems a lot less powerful and then like basically in Infinity Wars and Endgame he's kind of just they they play pay a little lip service to him and that's about it like this one, he, had, he, had a pretty, he had a big role in this movie I didn't find him forgettable really at all like that the, oh, he had when he catches fucking when Spider-Man catches his arm the punch whoa you got a metal arm that's awesome like, that was I almost peed myself laughing in the theater when that happened. Well, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's not impressive in the fighting and stuff. Like, actually, my favorite action scene, or my favorite action scene, like, I'm actually not a big fan of the airport scene. Like, I, I, th- I think it's fine. You but, think it's stairway? Uh, but but I, 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 like, I like the stairway scene. I like the where it spills out into the street and they're chasing him and shit like that. Like, I think that stuff's really well done. Um, and I think he looks super... Cars. And I think he, yeah, and I think he looks really impressive as a combatant, you know. But his character, I think that's where the the sort of writing f- fails fails him. Is it, it, there's we'll just the really whole, like, no there's really no payoff for him, and he gets and like you said, he gets dropped by the end of the the movie series. Like he just kind of gets forgotten, you know, kind of thing. Well, at the same time, though, like they're 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 bringing up the whole uh, Disney Plus series that's going to be coming out with him and uh, Falcon. That could be all well, again, and in this movie. There was a couple little scenes where, like, him and Falcon just had the, like, when they fought Spider Man. And at the end, they're both laying there down the ground. And uh, Falcon finally, like, did his little thing and, like, flew Spider Man out the window. Was that like, you couldn't have done that earlier? It's like, I hate you. You're just like, just little, just, just, this movie had a, a lot of really good little moments like that, I found. Yeah. Made me happy. Greg, you had thoughts? Sorry. Uh, I think I already sorry. said them. I just, I, I do think he was. I don't think he made, well, he wasn't, was he a villain in this one? Kind of, kind of not. Um, he seemed a lot more menacing in Winter Soldier. This one, a lot less so, though he wasn't arguably the villain. <laughs> he's he's got... He's gotten more agency in this film. Like, it, like when when the film opens, he's been like off the grid for a while or whatever, you know. So he's not 
he's not under control of Hydra or anything anymore. So he's he's actually just kind of living his life as this dude. And then you come to realize that he's just a really boring dude. Like he's just. No. He's, and what are you gonna do if you're not killing people? But I, I mean, and, and here's what I here's what I thought. Okay, so I'm watching The Winter Soldier, and you got the opening, which is a flashback to 1991. Where he's uh, getting, they're they're setting him up for the mission to go and kill Tony Stark's parents, and I'm watching him here. He's on the chair. He's sweating like a fucking pig. He's got that rubber suit on, and I'm like, you know what? They never washed that dude when they were using him as an agent, right? Like he, I'm sure he takes showers and shit now, but back then, imagine how he fucking smelled. He could not. He could not be as an effective spy anywhere. Like they would smell him from like three fucking miles he, away. He's got like yeah, that, forty years of, like, of funk. I feel like they would wash him just because of that reason. Like you, you can't have a you can't have a super effective killing machine right, if right. walks in, walks in the building a mile away. You're like oh god, something smells good. Yeah, they, they, they like dust him with disinfectant and then like you know spray him with a hose. Oh, imagine being the. That should be the so. lowly Hydra soldier who's like the guy who's responsible for scrubbing the Winter Soldier's junk. <laughs> Maybe well, just hold him down. You don't even close. Just hold him down with like a big. Uh, You're okay. Like, uh, his personality thing, though. Like I, I feel like he's like, what what kind of personality would he have? Like his mind has been wiped and rewiped. I mean, that, that, that's like, fair. Now, but now he's back to himself, but he's still got to have like. So much it's, crap going on in his head. So I, I feel like, I feel like it's like what he, what he I mean, was. I mean, well. that's that's fair, but it doesn't work on screen, though. That's my problem yeah, it, with it. It for me. I don't know. Okay. Like, well, like, I, I mean, I, if you watch Captain America, you see like how he was before, and like before he dies, dies in the movie. He's got a, he's funny, he's quippy, he's got a pretty good personality, and now he's the Winter Soldier, and his mind has been broken and fractured kind of thing. Yeah, that was the emo soldier. It's and it's not yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I feel I feel like the like the the whole series is kind of uh demand uh, it asks us to accept him as this sort of character of sympathy, this kind of like gray character who, you know, had a bad had a bad history but is going to be like kind of on the side of good now. Uh, working with Captain America, and maybe there's a romantic subplot. Uh, maybe that's the uh, just the Tumblr fandom that I'm, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, maybe I'm, romance, I'm, but I wouldn't, you know, like, you know, I mean, you know, the, the I'm I'm fully on board with the Steve Rogers is bisexual thing. Like, that's I, I think that's I think that should be Captain canon, America honestly. <laughs> yeah, um, but but uh, like, I feel like. You know, and, and this isn't this isn't a mark on the actor. This isn't a mark on it. It's just there's so much going on in this movie and in the other movies that he's in, where like we never really get like even Winter Soldier. Like I feel like Winter Soldier uses him well as this primary antagonist. And I'm sorry I wasn't on for that episode, but like I love that movie. That is that is top tier Marvel for me uh, top tier MCU for me and uh, to see this is like kind of the, the follow up to that it's like well and then we got to shove in Marissa Tomei and Spider-Man we got to throw in uh, T'Challa we got to throw in uh, Wakanda we got to do like we've got all this other stuff to do when the core of the movie really should have been you know like Captain America, it should have been Steve Rogers and Bucky and the kind of antagonism with Tony Stark kind of becoming um, someone who was aligning himself with the government 
against the the vigilante kind of thing and all the other stuff that's in this movie is just corrupt getting in the way of that kind of core emotional relationship and what these movies do well and what i think you know makes us kind of come back to them as opposed to the um to the dc universe is this sense of like we're following these characters like we like these actors we like very clear kind of character motivations very clear you know um relationships between these people and and that's where i feel like this whole thing just kind of drops the ball i feel like it really does just kind of like if i don't buy the bucky steve relationship that i don't buy anything that's going on here if i don't buy tony stark is like becoming uh you know a member of the establishment if he just kind of like turns on a dime and becomes that like i just don't buy anything that's happening and so like it's fine. Like it's entertaining. There's some good action stuff, uh, you know, and we can talk about what works and what doesn't work, but ultimately I'm just not involved. I'm bored. I just, I just like, I've seen this. I watched this on Netflix a couple of years after it was released. I watched it last night and I will never watch it again. Like I'm just like, I have no interest in this, you know? And, um, you know, I don't know. Sounds like you find more of a Captain America 3 and you got Avengers 2.5 and you were unhappy with that. Yeah, I mean, well, Captain America focused. Yeah, I mean, well, I I mean, it's called Captain America Civil War. I mean, it should should be Captain America focused, you know, like, you know, like, I don't know, like, that's I mean, there there is a there is a better there is a better version of this movie where it does what you're saying, Daniel, where um, it takes its cues from Winter Soldier, where it continues to be three days of the Condor, but now it's Cap and Bucky on the run from the government being led mm-hmm. by Tony Stark. You know, you'd have to maybe justify Tony Stark becoming a, a fucking uh, fascist all of a sudden, more a little bit more. Uh, and also. <laughs> Now, part of it is they don't want their star Robert Downey Jr. to be the bad guy for more than a few minutes, and then you know. And, and you know what the the, sure. the thing the thing is, I really like. I, I actually think this is one of Downey's best performances in the whole series. Like, I sure. think he's really good yeah. in this. Like, he he really sells being like fucking just had the he feels like he had the dagger just shoved right in his heart by Captain America. You know, not mm. letting him know yeah. that hey, I actually know who killed your parents. Some of his reactions, yeah. like when he uh, when when he stops the gun uh, with his metal hand there in the uh, cafeteria, or whatever, and he's like, like just and at the end when uh, Steve uh, doesn't doesn't hit him in the face with the shield, but like hits him in the uh, arc reactor, and he's just mm. like holding his arm up, like and just. The, the the terror in his face was like conveyed he's, very he's well. He's pretty he's pretty goddamn broken at the end there. Where like where Cap just leaves him laying there, drops his shield and walks off. Yeah, and you, and you can tell like Tony Stark's defeated, right? Because the only thing he can say to Captain is like, "That's not your shield. You don't deserve it." You know, like he's 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 talking like a child who just had his nose broken in a playground fight. You know, kind of thing. And I thought well, really and, and what 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 does Steve do, what does Rogers do? He drops it. It's like fine fuck yeah. you i don't yeah. like my heroism doesn't come from my fucking shield which is mm-hmm. again like a moment that like in a better version of the movie like could have like led to something because there is this conflict that goes back to the first adventures film between steve who's like hero who's superpowers come from something that's in him versus you know uh uh 
uh, Iron Man, whose powers are basically like, I'm a genius and I build like things that give me uh, abilities, right? And so like, yeah. Steve Rogers doesn't need the shield, but uh, Tony Stark needs his suit, you know, like, and so there is a, you know, and regardless of how you feel about that kind of dichotomy, I feel like there's a, there's a place there where, you know, Steve Rogers could say, yeah, yeah, no, this, you know, your dad made this shield. Fuck you. Fuck your dad. Fuck all this shit. I'm out here. I've got my own things to do. You know, um, a burst guide is the one man in this thing that I respect. <laughs> and he gave me, he gave me this thing. And uh, that was because he respected me as a human being when I was a nobody. And, uh, you know, like, yep. again, like the movie kind of gestures towards that, but it doesn't, again, the, like there's just so much kind of left, left unsaid. And I feel like that's kind of my, that's kind of where I come with this is like, you know, it is, yeah, I don't blame the series. I don't blame the MCU for, yeah, we got to set up a bunch of billion dollar movies that are kind of coming up. And this is like, this is our transitional period. Like, I don't blame them for this. This is the first part of, this is the first movie of phase three. Like, that's fine. It's just like, you know, as a, as a critic looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, I don't care. You know, like, it's skippable ultimately you 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 know the only thing that really matters for this movie is like uh bucky uh hanging out in wakanda later down the line mm-hmm. and there's tension between steve and uh and uh and iron man you know yeah. like and and that's like and that's like you know two sentences worth of backstory like and and I mean, there's nothing here you know and they, and i mean they they end up basically doing origin stories for Black Panther and Spider-Man outside of their appearances here anyway, really. Yeah. So yeah. You did, they didn't even need to be in here other than the fact that they, you know, they got Spider-Man from Sony. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they, I mean, the history is they got the rights to him mm. and suddenly they threw him in like the last minute. And it's very clear, like at a certain moment, it's like, Oh yeah, I hear there's this new kid, and suddenly we get like a 20 minute like Spider-Man origin scene because that's a thing that we're doing right now. But like, in Spider-Man has some great moments, and I love Tom Holland in these movies, which we'll get into in future uh, bits. But like at the same time, it's like you know, like he, you didn't why why introduce him? Why you know? I I don't know. Like you know, on a narrative level. Sorry, Greg, go ahead. They need more Avengers. They didn't have Thor. They didn't have Hulk. So they needed guys to take his place. Yeah. yeah. Plus, set up a future billion-dollar movie also. (laughs) I just said, yeah, that I I can't fault anything with the Spider-Man intro in that. Like, it it was... Yeah, I really enjoyed him in this movie. He has, like, like fucking... uh, like he takes Cap's shield and stuff, and then all of a sudden, Ant-Man was on the shield and fucking take give the shield back, and then the whole... Uh, you guys see that really old movie Empire? Yeah. Back to the Winter Soldier fight, when he like Winter Soldier's like down behind, throws this thing at him, and looks back and says, "Hey, did you, did you lose this?" and just throws it right back in his face. Like Spider Man, like Tom Holland is the Spider Man I always wanted. It's like Tom, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were not terrible, but they weren't. Spider Man is f- never stops quipping. He never stops. Yeah making stupid jokes the whole time. Like he's getting his ass kicked. He's still making jokes the whole time. And this for the finally, that was, that was like, 
that that whole scene filled me with so much joy. Like, yeah, yeah. Tom Holland is amazing. I think I think Andrew Garfield gets a, a little bit shit on as uh, for his uh, portrayal of Spider Man. They got shit on because they remade the movies. Like, they wrote the, yeah, the, 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 the movies are. The movies are bad. I think Andrew Garfield is great. You know, like uh, one of my favorite uh, lines from Spider-Man in any of the Spider-Man movies is like, oh, my God, my one weakness, a small knife. (laughs) (laughs) That that was actually a good scene in that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah. I also also like, I mean, I know this is getting a bit ahead of ourselves, but I like how the whole airport scene is uh, worked into the Spider-Man movie that releases shortly after this or a year after this or whatever. I like how that's kind of worked into that. It's kind of kind of like doing the doing kind of the intro where he's like filming it all and all that. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I forgot about that. I also I have just yeah, I, mean, I, I want that self cooking hot dog with the <laughs> chemi- the chemical detonator in the meat shaft. <laughs> that sounds like that would do a lot of damage to your insides. Yeah, so, chemical detonator in the meat shaft is also what I call uh, my own uh, ejaculation. Mm, so that's, that's going to be the name of my new album. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do. I I was like, I, I did get a kick out of the fact that uh, Captain America is, you know, basically romancing a couple of different generations of the same family. He's he's, <laughs> he's locking lips with the fucking like the the. The, the niece of... Uh, yeah, why not? in the second movie, didn't he? Or am I, or am I misremembering that? No, they they, they, they were going to go on a date or something, but they never did. Uh, uh, Captain America should have been the only pallbearer at that funeral. Why not? Yeah, yeah. he could have lifted the coffin. Yeah, he could have lifted it, no question, yeah. I always thought, uh, again, I, I missed the, the Winter Soldier episode, but I, I always thought that he and... Uh, Black Widow should have had a DS relationship that, you know, like that's gets kind of where I land on. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that's a, that's a, you know, he really like, you know, Black Widow, like she's not into Clint. Like she's, she mm-hmm. should be at the, she should be at the cap. No, her, her and her and Hawkeye are like brother, sister. There's a couple of yeah, really yeah. good, funny moments with Black Widow too. Like uh, this, the scene where she's fighting Ant-Man. And he becomes tiny. He's like doing the thing behind her arm, but he's like got her arm. He's like running up her back with his arm, with her arm in his hand. And then Black Widow gets uh just like she thrown across, her... thrown across the fucking <clears throat> map by a mm-hmm. Scarlet but, Witch. There, you're but she, yeah. uses her, she uses her cool little electro glove. She just like shocks him the fuck out of there. And, like, yeah. and I mean, we also have to remember that she's human by far, the most human, other than maybe Hawkeye. But at least Hawkeye seems to have a some power to sh- uh, never miss arrows. She's just really good at karate, basically, and she gets slammed the fuck into like some some she, shit in that thing. So I mean, she, she survives. Uh, she survives a fucking grenade blast inside of a fucking truck. Like, oh yeah, with, with the guy in front of her, and then <clears throat> uh, that, that was pretty crazy. I, I, will, I will say, when we watch these movies, my wife absolutely hates Black Widow because every time there's a fight, she's like, "What are you contributing? Nothing." You're, you'd be dead. All these heroes would be fighting. And you'd just be dead. Well, she does. She does get to kick some ass in this one. Like I like that opening sequence too. With uh, what's his name, Crossbones. Yeah. And I, I kind of like his like his ending. Like he he's obviously there, not for any sort of reason to sell any biohazard or anything. It's just for him. It's just a fucking ruse to get Captain America close to him so he can kill him. Because yeah. he, like he, the way he talks and everything, he's like, "I ain't getting out of this alive. I'm here to take Captain America down with yeah. me." And, yeah. Um. So I thought that was a good little close up to that. 
And I, I think my favorite part of this film, though, is actually Zemo. I think he's a really interesting villain because he's, he's, he even says himself that he, he's no, he, he's no match for these superheroes, right? Like he, he knows like they could crush me in a second. And he unfolds his plans and he's trying to do it in the shadows thing I love about this is that he tries to go like the safer route like to to make this all sort of unfold without all of this shit happening he tries to get that mission report from that fucking Hydra agent that's hiding in Ohio or wherever the fuck and but the the guy won't fucking budge so he actually has to take the code book and then go after the fucking Winter Soldier in order to set this shit in plan and and makes all kinds of other stuff happen so this is like his sort of his plan B to get the Avengers destroyed. Uh, his plan A was like much simpler. It's like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll learn the secrets of the mission report. I'll just hand them over the fucking Tony Stark. You know, I'll just leave it on his desk. And, and that'll be the end of it. It'll be like that. But no, he has to go a little further. He has to he has to break out the Winter Soldier and all this shit just to, just to get his plan in action. And I, I thought that was really cool. I like it. Yeah. yeah. One, one more random thing that I had in my head that was one of my favorite great small little moments of the movie back to the airplane scene when uh who is it that throws it i think it's captain america uh ant-man is like throw this and throw this and they throw it and it uh, oh the truck demoed by a fuel truck oh shit i thought that was a water truck (laughs) so many again so many just little moments that were so just what do you like ant-man when he's when he's inside tony's suit Oh, it's yeah. like uh, Tony's like weapon system offline. Like, oh yeah, you're gonna, to, you're gonna bring this into the shop. And he's like, who, who am I talking? Who am I hearing right now? It's, it's just, like this, this is your uh, inner conscience. We con- haven't had a lot of conversations lately, it's or whatever. Yeah. So good. Uh, fucking uh, oh, Paul Rod is great as Ant Man. He, he's well, he's he's a, he's a, he's a great comedian. He's he's so good in everything he does, pretty much. I mean, I would love to see the uh, the the alternate universe in which Simon Pegg got to do it, but mm-hmm. like Paul Rudd is amazing. I didn't know that was even a thing. That would be. Yeah, yeah Edgar Wright was originally on the Ant Man movie, and there were like hints that Simon Pegg was going to be the guy, and I feel like, like that would uh, still be really Ed- good, but it'd be really different. Like, well, Edgar Wright didn't. Like, you can read between the lines, right? Like Edgar Wright is not going to work within the, like the MCU coloring book. Right. You know? And Mm -hmm. like, I think that was sort of the thing where, uh, they, you know, they split on creative differences. Well, yeah, he wanted to make, uh, he wanted to make Ant-Man standalone. He didn't want him to be like interacting basically with the rest of the, his idea was like, let's make Ant-Man a standalone kind of movie really in the MCU and the MCU higher ups were like, Nope. Uh, buddy, we got a plan here now. Place you got to kind of follow. And so Edgar Wright was like, "Well, uh, I'm gone. Bye." Uh, so. Well, I feel like Edgar Wright would have been great to come in in like Phase One. You know, yeah, like like in the early days, if you'd brought in Edgar Wright, I think he could have made some really great movies. But like at this point, like you know, the the Russo brothers, they 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 they're TV directors. Like you know, I love Arrested Development as much as anybody does. Like I was a big fan back in the day, but like. They're sitcom directors who came, who are now like the directors of the biggest movies ever made, and the reason is because like they they they'll color in the lines, you know, like ultimately, you know, this thing, like that's not a bad thing. It's just you know, uh, they play the game. So yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Greg, I think we're uh, starting to wrap up here. Uh, final thoughts? Final thoughts. I disagree with you. I think this is a great movie. It's one of my favorites. And uh, wasn't really paying attention to most of what else you said. So I'm just going to say I think, it's great, I think it's a great movie. And uh, Nobody and, should pay uh, attention to anything that I say. It's, uh, it's fine. We're entitled to agree to disagree. Hey, I didn't like Avengers much, and you guys all loved it. So, yeah, yeah. hey, it is yeah, what it no, is. We're good. We're good. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, uh, Carrie, final thoughts? Uh, anything yeah, you want to um, say? Pretty big fan. Again, just the little things like the pick apart. Like, just, yeah, I could pick, I could pick it apart for a while. But again, overall, it makes me happy. The whole Spider Man thing. And, I would love to have a meal cooked for me by Vision because he seems just like really attentive to the ingredients and stuff. Vision does seem to be uh, attentive to detail, which means he's probably a really good lover. So Wanda is very well taken care of. That's, that's... Also, I'm not sure. I think uh, Lee said he saw it. Don't think Greg did. Yet. I'm not sure if you have, but uh, Wanda Vision recommended yeah, so far. Yep, I have so I have not I have not seen it yet. Uh, I will. Uh, I've been. Yeah, my country is under the uh, threat of fascist coup, so I've been uh, kind of you know disengaged from pop culture a little bit. But uh, you know, I'll check it out. Assuming assuming my country still exists next week, then I will yeah. uh, take care of that. Uh, you'll be fine. Uncle Joe will take care of you. Yeah, yeah, Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe. You know, uh, you know, you, you're, you're. Didn't you hear, Daniel? Your, your country's a, a communist paradise now because Joe Biden's taking over. So. Joe Biden's yeah. taking over. Yeah. It's going to be everything's going to be you're, fine. You're, you're basically live in China now. Yeah, heard. yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's great. The CCP is taking over. Lee, mm-hmm. uh, final th- anything you got to say? Final thoughts? Sorry, I'm, sorry. Uh, I'm pretty much in the middle of this one. Like, like I said, this is this is one sort of maybe skirting the top ten for me. But it's like it's got a lot of really great action sequences that I can't deny that I really do like that I enjoy watching over and over again. Um, and it's got, like I said, I, I like Zemo as the villain, and it's got some good character stuff. But there's just too much shit going on. And I mean, I should fault them for this for you know not really like they're just sort of paying lip service to the ideas of like uh vigilantes versus government control and like uh superheroes getting their fifi hurt over the fact that they feel guilty over like collateral damage and shit like that like they really don't they don't they don't tackle it to any real they degree. do nothing with it yeah and i mean it's the mcu they're not going to do that so i mean i i can't really I can't really shit shit on them too hard for that because I mean, what but why sense? bring it up? Like, why yeah. talk about it if you're not like? That's the thing. It's like if you're not gonna deal with it, just don't deal with it. And yeah, like, I'm, like mm-hmm. that's the thing that gets to me is they like people like want to take them seriously because oh they brought it up, like they talked about it. No, they didn't. They didn't at all. It's yeah. yeah. Sorry, but I'm so, I'm very frustrated with the, the you know. Yeah, no, I, I I get your frustration with it, and uh, but yeah, it, it's it's kind of it's kind of middling for me. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I like about it, but there's also a shit ton of stuff that also just kind of bores me. I'm like, even though, like I said, it it goes by really quick, like two and a half hours does not feel like two and a half hours. It's still like a lot of stuff that I just forget and I don't need to ever see again, kind of thing. So yeah, kind of there. Probably good right. trick a little. What's that, Greg? So you probably could have trimmed the movie a little. Oh yeah, you could have trimmed. Oh the, yeah, you could, you could cut. Minutes. You you could easily cut 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, 40 minutes. Like, you, you know, the 10 minute, the, the 30 minutes with Spider-Man mm-hmm. plus another 10 minutes. You could just cut, <laughs> just cut it from the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think everybody knows how I feel about this. So, uh, Redbeard, Carrie, where can we find you on the internet? On YouTube. Look for Redbeard, but spell beard, B-E-E-R-D, because I am a fucking witty. Yeah. Awesome. Greg, where can we find you? I mean, mostly you can find me on Maxwell Stars Beer Analysis 101 Wednesday nights where I appear with Ashley Sexton, and sometimes Redbeard's there, and sometimes Lee's there, and sometimes Lady Lee's there, who's also on your other podcast. So it's the whole whole group. Watch the last one where it was just a big group of hockey. It was like nine guys and one woman in the middle. Bunch of Canadians talking about beer and maybe doing a gangbang. Sounds great. And then, I mean, you can watch my beer YouTube channel, which no one watches. I don't really put videos on all that often, but I do. I I sometimes do jacket reviews and I pair them with beer and it's stupid. And I think it's funny. You, you might think it's funny. You might not, but Hey, watch the video and then give me a thumbs down. If you don't like it. Thanks for the view. It's still engagement. Still counts with the analytics and all that. Yeah, no, no. Thumbs up, thumbs down. It it doesn't. The the algorithm, the algorithm feeds. The algorithm eats it regardless. Close to thirty subscribers. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You can find me uh, right here where you're listening, probably Uh, tmbdos.podbean.com, and you can find all of our other podcasts that we do. Um, So there, do that. Awesome. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Daniel Lee Harper, where you can find everything else that I do, including yada yada podcast, Nazi, terrible people, in which I analyze them and uh, terrorist groups want to kill me, etc., etc. I don't speak German anyway. Anyway, it's, it's done. Um, thank you for everyone for listening. Thank you for everyone on the show for being on the show. Sorry I didn't like this movie. Uh, next time we're going to be doing Doctor Strange, which I like somewhat more than this one. Um, we're in an era. We're in, we're in a, we're in a bad era for MCU for me. Um, which uh, you know I, I apologize for that. But uh, yeah, that's where we are, and uh, we'll get there. And uh, eventually, uh, man, we've only got like counting them down: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, like eleven more. Eleven. Wow. Get to we get to the uh, the modern era. Although we'll probably there'll probably be one or two more by the time we actually get to it. Uh, get released. <laughs> Black Widow's already done. They're just waiting to release it. Assuming, assuming that, assuming that like COVID allows us to actually see, like, does, assuming does they actually release movies due to COVID. But I think Black Widow will be released in 2021. So we'll that's, see. That's um, what I was about to say. It's like uh, anyone want to take any bets on whether we beat COVID or COVID beats us to the next? <laughs> I, I, I think I think Black Widow will be released before we finish uh, the yeah. before we get to in, uh, Far From Home. I think mm-hmm. I think Black Widow will be released. Whether anything beyond that will be released, eh, I think not. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, that's where we are. Thank you so much for being on. Far from yeah. home. This is the movie that, quote unquote, introduced Quentin Beck in that one scene. Kind of not really. Wait, what? When we watched Far from Home, Quentin Beck, he's the one that made that barf whatever simulation technology thing that Tony used at the beginning of the movie. Oh really? Oh. oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, he, like they put him like all off to the side in the flashback. Random. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, well, I remember yeah, that. No. Fair enough. It's been a it's been awesome seeing Far From Home. We'll get there uh, sometime this year, probably. We will uh, talk about that. So, uh, thank you to everybody for listening and for being on, 
and I'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. You have been listening to Cape Shit. For other episodes, please visit tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through.